Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why embracing people where they're at is key to driving progress, why high performance rests on a team of good players, and how to bring diverse groups together to achieve inspiring performances. My guest this time is the awesome, wonderful, and super talented Astrid Jorgensen, founder and director of Pub Choir. Astrid will also be a keynote at the July 28th Performance Summit produced by IntelliHR. Are you wondering how to help your teams reach peak performance in 2021? Find out at the IntelliHR Performance Summit, the science of high-performing business, and hear how top leaders build successful teams. Get your free tickets for this online event at IntelliHR.co forward slash Performance Summit 2021. And bring your CEO too. They'll love it. Astrid, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I love speaking with someone in another country. It feels like this is the closest I can get to traveling at the moment. So it is wonderful to talk to you, Bill. <laughs> right. There is still a global economy happening and a global community, apparently, even when we're living in lockdown conditions and all the rest of it. Why don't we start, Astrid, by you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and telling us a bit about the, the pub choir model? Sure. So I'm based in Brisbane in Queensland, Australia. Um, And in 2017, I ran my first event called Pub Choir. It sounds like kind of a ubiquitous term, but back in 2017, there was no event um, online or anywhere that I could find. So I've actually trademarked the term. And what it means is you buy a ticket to my show and Throughout the show, you are transformed from an audience member into a performer. So that sounds a little bit like scary and highbrow and, I don't know, drama kid at school. But actually what it is is, you know, you probably grab a a beverage of your choice and we just sing a really well-known pop song together. Um, And surprise, surprise, it's actually, it really took off. Like it's not your average choir, I would say. Um, The people are different every single show. Every single show we do a different song. And um, in 2019, the year leading up to COVID and everything that's happened since then, we actually did about 70,000 tickets around the world. Um, And that's me performing every show. So it's a a big choir (laughs) and um, it's rowdy, it's wholesome. It's kind of a comedy show as well. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I I wish I could um, show you in the flesh, but ever since um, the beginning of COVID, we haven't been able to do our live show. We've had to transform it online, which I'm hoping is a cool segue into your next question. <laughs> yeah, well, I am. I, I do want to chat to you about that actually, um, but we're gonna we're gonna get to the the live versus uh, digital in just a little while. Um, I just want to add here that uh, ahead of this interview today, listeners, I was checking out a bunch of interviews with Astrid and uh, various other co- uh, coverage, and now I've got a song stuck in my head from one of your performances, uh, the one with Zombie, Zombie, Zombie. Uh, oh, that, that's about yeah. as far as I can go with singing, um, but it's in my head. <laughs> Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, actually, you know what? That performance changed my life. So um, Pub Choir was kind of ticking along. We had, you know, maybe three or 400 people lining up around the block to come to shows, which, like, that's a really big choir already. I thought that I had peaked. And then in about the end of 2017, I think it was about October, um, Dolores O'Riordan, the the lead singer of the Cranberries, passed away. And we just happened to be learning the song the next night at the show that I was doing in Brisbane. 
and we learned zombie and we just so happened to have um, a really big uh, entertainment reviewer from a newspaper come to the show. And because of just the context of that song, that video truly went viral in the in the nice sense of the word, <laughs> in, the, in the past sense of the word. And that is kind of how pub choir exploded. <laughs> like it was going pretty well, I thought. But from that moment, we had like millions of views around the world. We had artists wanting us to do the songs that they've written. Um, yeah, things really escalated from there. You know, it's it's been a really surprising and wonderful journey for me. You are a keynote at the upcoming Performance Summit uh, produced by the wonderful team over at IntelliHR and it's happening July 28th. So listeners do check that out and register for it. It's free and believe me, it's worth it. The HR Gazette has part with IntelliHR on their on their events before uh, the performance summit in February 2021 was amazing and you should totally check this one out. Astrid, how do you draw high performance out of such a diverse choir mix? Yeah, so I mean it's, it is really interesting at pub choir because there's no barrier to entry, right? If you try and join a choir. I don't know if you've tried to join a choir in life very recently or ever, um, but usually you have to ask to be involved or you have to audition or there's a fee to join. Um, at pub choir, you buy a ticket and they are cheap. I tell you, we do it about five or ten dollars um, or, you know, maybe a little bit more if we've got a special guest, but regular people turn up. And it just so happens that when I chat to people after shows, you know, we get about 1,500, oh, pre-COVID, I keep saying that, um, we're getting about 1500 per show. And I, I chat to people afterwards and they are self-proclaimed terrible singers. People come up to me and they're like, I cannot sing one note in tune. I have been too embarrassed to sing my entire life. I was told to mime in the school choir. And this is the first opportunity I've ever had to be involved in anything musical because I have been embarrassed my entire life. And that to me is, is well, a bit sad. I mean, I think it's crazy that People are walking around feeling so ashamed of their singing abilities when I think that we should be embracing mediocrity a little bit more in society. I don't mean like necessarily, I don't know, as a sales <laughs> as a sales goal or anything like that, but just the idea that we are probably all pretty average people. <laughs> and I think, you know, especially in the West, we've got really obsessed with the idea of being the best or having the most, or being the most successful, having the the longest CV, I don't know. But at Pub Choir, it is totally an open invitation to be terrible, but to enjoy it. And I think that is so freeing to people. And what it's done actually is given us this huge, you know, audience of crazy, diverse, interesting people that don't usually turn up to choirs. And I think it's given us a really incredible musical result as well. Like it's not just a nice, warm-hearted thing to invite everyone. It actually sounds really cool and unique and, and rich and interesting because we're allowing people to just come as they are, really. Yeah, I, I love it. And I, I can't wait to see what you do with Pub Choir uh, internationally, hopefully. Um, after after all the restrictions are lifted because from what I've seen there's just such a such a sense of community and camaraderie and just having fun maybe as you guys would call it the grog helps I have no idea um, but but I, I, I just I just think that right now that the, the world is in need of of a pub choir type uh, facility in various different places if you decide to take it to Canada in any big scale by the way I'd highly recommend 
the tragically hip because that always goes down well as opposed to say the Bieber or um or Celine Dion but that's just my personal feelings (laughs) thank you (laughs) so you mentioned how ordinary people showing up and bringing their real selves and and we talk a lot about um being authentic on the HR chat show uh it can can create world-class results how how would you then think that that could translate to to business environments I can only speculate if I'm being honest because I, I am in in the live music industry, but I was a teacher before this. And if I can kind of make a comparison between what I saw in the professional music setting of trying to get award-winning choirs together as opposed to the results that I'm achieving with just like drunk strangers at the pub, <laughs> I actually think that they sometimes, a lot of the time, are doing a more interesting job. And I guess For me, the question is, what actually is high performance? Is it only money? Um, Because when I compare pub choir to, say, choirs that I've run in the past that were trying to win an Estedford, say, um, I, I think that pub choir brings a high performance of human experience and total joy and camaraderie in the way that is tangible at the end of a show. So, um, you know, people feel so good when they are allowed and given this space to be themselves at pub choir that they don't, they like empty their pockets at the end of shows. And there's one show in December of 2019 where people raised $130,000 at the end of the show. They felt so good. It was unbelievable. So for me, I guess the the conclusion that I can draw from that is what are other markers of success in your business outside of, say, sales or turnover? And I think that people's happiness has to be a marker of high performance and success. And and it, it at every pub choir show, it is proven to me again and again that giving people, yeah, the freedom to feel like they are welcome even in their mediocrity, is really freeing and can lead to really interesting and excellent results. Um, And uh, hopefully not going on too long, but I do think that COVID has kind of given us this rare opportunity to rethink truly everything that we do in the workplace because there is no workplace for a lot of us. Like in Australia, we're locked down again and we're all working from home and it is a chance to reassess why we do the things that we do at work and are they actually helping us get closer towards what our goals are, um, you know, childcare and um, spending more time with family and wearing comfortable clothes. Like these are small things, but I think it's, you know, in this in this time that we're all living through, I feel like we've had this little glimpse into what is really important about our workplace and and what we are doing every day. And, um, yeah, that was quite a long-winded answer. I hope some of that was helpful. <laughs> it was, and um, I fully agree with uh, one statement you made in there, particularly about the comfortable clothes. My Batman pyjama trousers have suited me very well over the course of the last 16 months, I tell you. I've done many yeah, of you yeah. in my Batman pyjama bottoms, but people don't know that because they can't see me below my yeah, top. Exactly. <laughs> Why not, though? Why not, right? I bet you your work performance is not hindered by being comfortable. <laughs> and I'm not advocating for everyone to necessarily wear pajamas to work, but I mean, do we all do all women need to wear a power suit and heels? Does it help our performance? Like what if we just allowed people to express themselves in small personal ways? Like would their work be affected or, or maybe we could just make people happier and more comfortable? I think that's one small example, but yeah, it is it is nice to have this moment to assess 
what your intentions are when you set out every day to do your job and are those little things we're doing, are we doing them just because that's how it's always been done or can we actually reassess, yeah, those little habits that we've formed in the workplace and everything to do with what we, you know, do at work. What would you recommend to leaders seeking to create environments where people can bring their authentic selves to work? I think that accessibility is key. Um, And I think that uh, tied up in accessibility is the idea of privilege. And privilege is not just rich or poor or black or white, although, of course, those things are hugely influential factors in, in the scheme of privilege, but also to do with things like um, childcare, being able to spend time with your kids at home. You know, like at co- you know, in, in lockdown situations, everyone's at home more with their kids and still getting their work done. Um, when I say accessibility, I can give a specific example of what's going on with pub choir as well, because I think it really has transformed what we do for the better. And, and I think is a good example of what accessibility can do for a business. Um, Pub Choir previously was a live show and we would travel to largely capital cities around Australia and occasionally the world. And only certain people can travel to capital cities. Only certain people can take time away from home. Only certain people can leave their home. Not everyone has access to that kind of movement in life or buying a ticket or, you know, um, for whatever reason. And when we couldn't meet together in the world, in the real world with pub choir, I thought, well, do I have a job? What what can I do to make um, my work still meaningful and still exist in the world while we're going through a real thing? Um, and so we transitioned to couch choir. And couch choir is the same idea as pub choir. Um, it's ordinary people being invited to sing together in a very ordinary way. (laughs) And we edit everyone into a virtual choir. I'm sure we've all seen a clip of a virtual choir. And I think by now we're all getting a little bit sick of it. It's not so magical. But back in March of 2020, we did our first couch choir. And I think about a thousand people, 1500 people from around the world, from like something like 40 countries sent in a video, desperate to still sing and connect with anyone in the world. And what I observed and what has happened ever since then is that how audience has expanded. It's actually literally doubled since we started doing Couch Choir and our diversity has exploded. And we now have followers that are so much more representative of what humanity looks like than what we were doing before when we were just going to like epicenters of business and you know capital cities and things like that and for me it's it's not only been an incredible business move because we've got so many more people following the work of what we do now but also it sounds better it's more interesting the the end product of a couch choir session as opposed to a pub choir session is actually really interesting it sounds different it's richer it's more textured it's um it's really joyful and and it has really brought home for me the idea that accessibility was always possible i just didn't care to look for it and i guess i was forced to with covid and i'm very grateful that i found a way to make my work more accessible and i would encourage everyone to think about how you can bring what you do as a business or a workplace or whatever how you can bring that closer to where people are already <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, I 
co-produce a bunch of different events and different event series and uh and we, we also had to pivot sorry to use that word um <laughs> over the course I of the tried last to uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh bill why did you use it um over the last 16 months and of course go online i feel personally that there are some things that you don't necessarily get uh, that you get from an in-person event but i think if you're able to learn from the lessons from the last 16 months and then do some sort of hybrid where you've got online offerings you know couch choir and also when you can again in person uh with, with pub choir that's probably that's probably an awesome uh, result is, is that is that the plan yeah we i mean we have done a hybrid so um just about six weeks ago now we did a tv show which is crazy so we did a live town hall experience where i had a my first live audience in the longest time in Sydney. And then it was also broadcast live around Australia and about 200,000 people around the country tuned in and learned from home. So there was a couch choir at home and then there was a pub choir in front of me. And I think it was (laughs) life-changing. The idea that we can bring these two worlds together, the fun, sweaty thing and the accessible experience. And I I really hope that we can get some more funding and to do it again because it was called Australia's Biggest Sing-Along and it was a very wholesome evening and, um, you know, I, I, I have so much hope for where that might lead in the future. Astrid, I am very sad to tell you we're almost out of time. I've just got two more questions for you for today um kind kind of to recap some of the some of the things we've spoken about so far today and 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 particularly with um a a lens on diversity um could you maybe summarize for us in your experience how how has how has diversity helped to increase uh high performance amongst amongst groups amongst communities uh, and and help to to get the message out there further well i mean humanity is very diverse and so the closer you can get your audience resembling what the world is like, I think the more realistic and authentic result you're going to get. And so with Couch Choir, the diversity in age and gender and nationality and sexuality, all of these things are apparent. I encourage you to go and watch a Couch Choir video because people allow us into their homes and they show us what their life looks like. And it is really diverse and you see all sorts of things. And I think that it gives us a greater sense of the whole and the richness and the texture of life. And that should always be the goal, right? An authentic representation of what society is. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm proud of pub choir too, and I'm really excited to do that again. But I think when I see the diversity of couch choir and what accessibility allowed me to uncover in terms of diversity, I think, um, that has to be a goal in the future, finding a way to pair that with the pub choir experience. And just finally for today, Astrid, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's through LinkedIn. Maybe you want to share your email. I bet you're super cool and you're on TikTok. Also, how can they learn about all the cool things happening over at very soon, pub choir? I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not good at LinkedIn and I'm not on TikTok, <laughs> but um, just type in at Pub Choir on any of the old people's social media and you'll find <laughs> Pub Choir, the original, or you can find our website, pubchoir.com.au. Um, we put out our information every now and then for when our next online global sing-along is happening or, you know, hopefully we can come and visit a city near you. Right when COVID hit, we were on a US tour and we uh, had just done a show in the UK as well at the end of 2019 so I hope in the near future we can we can meet in person Bill. <laughs> that sounds amazing please don't forget about beautiful Canada I reckon they would love you up there. Um, so yeah I want to 
I want to sing with everyone. I'm ready to go anywhere as soon as I can. <laughs> and remember, if, if you go if you go north of the border, there, uh, tragically hip is the way forward. Um, okay. Well, no. <laughs> uh, that just leaves me to say for today, Astrid. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. My absolute pleasure. Great to talk to you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.